We're going to turn now to the scriptures. We're turning again to the Psalter. We're turning tonight to Psalm 87. Sorry, Psalm 89. And we're going to read from verse 42 right through to the end. Now, if you have your Bible, turn to the place, point it for the reading. The Bible exhorts us to give attention to reading. If you haven't got a Bible, Read the words as they come up on the screen. You can listen. And if you would like a Bible, please contact us and we'd be happy to furnish you with a free copy of the Scriptures. Psalm 89, verse, 20, verse 42. Let's hear the Word of God. Thou hast set up the right hand of his adversaries. Thou hast made all his enemies to rejoice. Thou hast also turned the edge of his sword and hast not made him to stand in the battle. Thou hast made his glory to cease and cast his throne down to the ground. The days of his youth hast thou shortened. Thou hast covered him with shame. Selah. How long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? Remember how short my time is. Wherefore hast thou made all men in vain? What man is he that liveth and shall not see death? Shall he deliver his soul from the hand of the grave? Sita. Lord, where are thy former loving kindnesses, which thou swearest unto David in thy truth? Remember, Lord, the reproach of thy servants. How I do bear in my bosom the reproach of all the mighty people. Wherewith thine enemies have reproached, O Lord. Wherewith they have reproached the footsteps of thine anointed. Blessed be the Lord forevermore. Amen and amen. And we know that the Lord will stamp with his own approval and blessing this reading of his own precious and infallible word. Now my text this evening is found in Psalm 89, verse 47. And my theme tonight I've entitled, Remember How Short My Life Is. The text reads, Remember How Short My Time Is, Wherefore hast thou made all men in vain? Now every remembrance Sunday, morning and evening, I have tried as minister of the gospel here in Carydoff FPC to focus our attention on the theme of remembrance. And I've told you often, but I repeat again because we forget so soon, that there's 210 references in the word of God to the word remember. And if we add the words remembrance and remembered, and remembering, it all comes to 263. Now, that's a lot. You see, there are many things the Lord would want us to remember in the Bible. The first reference, Genesis 8 and 1. In fact, there's eight references in the book of Genesis to the word remembering. But the first one is Genesis 8 and 1. And what does it say? And God remembered Noah. You think of the Almighty, the true and living God, thinking of Noah as a man on the earth. 
God had Noah in his thoughts. Noah, remember, found grace in the eyes of the Lord. The last reference is in the book of Revelation, Revelation chapter 18, verse 5. The Holy Spirit is addressing mystery Babylon, that great mother of harlots. And God says, for her sins reached unto heaven. And God hath remembered her sins. And in between these two references, the Lord has 261 other references, and he has many things that he wants us to remember. And in the past, we've preached and remember the battle. We've also preached and remember the banquet. We have thought about remembering the great truths of the gospel. Now, this morning, I set before you what I called a prayer for God to remember his cause from Psalm 74, verse 22. And now tonight, I want to set before you another truth to remember. And it's the words in Psalm 89, verse 47. Remember how short my time is. Now, these words were penned and uttered by a godly man by the name of Ethan the Ezraite. In the title, it says, Maskil of Ethan the Ezraite. Now, the name Ethan in the Hebrew means one who is strong for the Lord, one who is firm and solid in his faith. You see, there are a number of genuine, real characteristics seen in this man's life, the man who's known as Ethan the Ezraite. Now, he's no relation to Ezra the scribe. Ethan the Ezraite was one of the wise sons of a man called Mahol. And over there in 1 Kings chapter 4, verse 31, we read, For he was wiser than all men, than Ethan the Ezraite, and Heman, and Calcol, and Darda, the sons of Mahol, and his fame was in all nations round about. That's a reference, of course, to Solomon and his wisdom. But Ethan, the Ezraite, was a spiritually minded man. He was also full of special and spiritual wisdom and understanding. And it's wonderful that the word Ezraite means one who arises or one who's arisen. And because of his wisdom, he rises up before the Lord and the Holy Spirit here has seen fit to preserve for us one of his psalms for posterity. Psalm 89. Notice that it too is called a maskil of Ethan the Ezraite. The word maskil, as we saw this morning, is used some 13 times in the book of Psalms. Psalm 32, Psalm 42, Psalm 44, Psalm 45, Psalm 52, Psalm 55, Psalm 74, Psalm 78, Psalm 88, Psalm 89, the 12th one, and Psalm 142. And the word means, as we told you this morning, means instruction. It means imparting some wise counsel, some pearl of wisdom, some gem of understanding. Now let's ask this, what was one of the truths that Ethan sought that men would grasp and understand? It was this, 
He was asking the Lord in prayer, because he's praying to the Lord, and he asked the Lord this, Remember how short my time is. He added, Wherefore hast thou made all men in vain? Now what can we learn from this prayer of Ethan the Ezraite? Asking, remember how short my life is. There's three things came to mind when I thought of this text of Scripture. Firstly, the question that is addressed. You see, this is a very unusual question that is being asked here by Ethan. He's addressing the Lord. He's in prayer. He's asking the Lord to remember how short his time is on earth. He's asking the Lord to remember how many days he has left. You see, when we compare Scripture with Scripture, we discover that this is an anomaly. Because this kind of entreaty is usually something that the Lord himself asks of men. In Deuteronomy 32, verse 29, we read, Oh, that they were wise, that they understood this, that they would consider their latter end. That is, that they would consider the day of their death, the day that they would depart from the scene of time. You see, the reality is men don't like to talk of death. They don't like to think of the day of their death. The thought of death is usually repellent uh, to uh, sinful men. It's, it's usually repellent to our sinful nature. But we don't like to think of or ponder the passing of our years or how quickly our life would end. And of course, you see, on the journey of life, then we make light of uh, the precious gift of life. People that get older, they're talked about as losing their hair or losing their looks or losing their strength or losing their mind. And you see, we joke about uh, the advancement of years and the impending of one's death because we don't seriously want to think about it or talk about it. Yet the reality is, as we face the knowledge of death and the heartache of death, and we do that every day, we think of the cemeteries in the land, we think of the newspaper columns, we, we think of the death of young and old that we hear about. And remember Moses prayed, teach us to number our days and apply our hearts unto wisdom. I think of the prayer of Moses in Psalm 90. Moses, remember, was the leader of the children of Israel. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for 40 years. And everyone over 20, all except two, Joshua and Caleb, all died in the wilderness. The wilderness wanderings for 40 years was littered with thousands, even hundreds of thousands, of corpses. The Lord wiped out an entire generation. Now, I believe tonight that Ethan, with special wisdom imparted by the Holy Spirit, 
given that he had a sound mind, was well aware of the need to emphasize to men and women, boys and girls, to come to their senses and to think of their death. Their death. He wanted them to recognize time is short. He knew that they'd got a soul. They were sinners before God. He knew that life was very brief. He wanted them to recognize that. And he wanted them to recognize that they needed to repent and believe the gospel message. Think of Paul's command or Peter's command, repent you therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Paul's instruction, behold, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of salvation. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 1. But this particular question has not been asked by a man of God and addressed to the children of men. It's not been asked by God to men, for we know that the Lord speaks through his preachers and his prophets. No, you've got to think of Ethan the Ezraite. He is God's man. He's full of the Holy Spirit. He's full of wisdom. In his day, he's standing for truth and righteousness. It's an evil day. It's a day when the enemy has advanced in the land of Judah and Jerusalem. And he's crying out to the Lord for divine intervention and help. Look at the verse 46. How long, Lord, wilt thou hide thyself forever? Shall thy wrath burn like fire? He said in verse 49, Lord, where are thy former loving kindnesses, which thou swearest unto David in thy truth? In other words, Lord, where's the manifestation of your presence? Where's the manifestation of your power? Where's your provision as in former times? You see, Ethan the Israelite is seeking the Lord. And he's wanting the Lord to do something special in his day and generation. Literally, I believe, he's longing for a mighty move of the Holy Spirit and power and blessing. He's longing for a true spiritual revival. He's longing to see the enemy routed and crushed and broken by the Lord's mighty power. He's longing for days of reformation, days of renewal. And as he prays to the Lord for divine intervention and help, he asks the Lord this. He's addressing him in prayer. Remember how short my time is. You see, it's as if Ethan feels and thinks to himself, Lord, unless I soon see you come and work in mighty power and blessing, unless I see that happening soon, unless I see a mighty outpouring of the Spirit of God, I fear, Lord, my days are so short, I won't be around to experience it. Remember how short my time is. You see, this had gripped his heart. This had filled his mind. This was a, a deep-seated conviction. And he's sharing it with us. He's giving us a glimpse, like a window into his own soul. We're seeing something of the heart of man. And here's the question that is addressed. Remember how short my time is. He's addressing God with this question. I want you to think, secondly, the quest that is announced. Not only the question that is addressed, but the quest that is announced. When you analyze the text and break it up into parts... Ethan was asking the Lord to remember, first of all, the passing of time. 
Notice the reference to time. Ethan realizes that he's on a journey, the journey of life. He's a pilgrim. And on this pilgrim journey, he has a quest. And the quest is this. He wants to know, in light of the fact that his days are few, what time do I have left? Notice the words, my time. Remember how short my time is. Let's think about the day of Ethan's birth. All of us, like him, have a birthday. There's a day to be born. There's a day to die. Solomon recognized that we all have a birthday and we all have a death day. We're born physically in time. We could talk about the precious gift of life. And who is the giver of that life? But none other than the Lord himself. I was saying to the young people on Friday night, under the heading, Who am I? I asked them to consider this. I'm a creature made in the image of God. Doesn't the Bible say in Genesis 1 verse 26, And God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowl of the air, and over the cattle, and over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the face of the earth. And then over there in Psalm 139 verse 14, the psalmist said this, I will praise thee. For I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvellous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. My substance was not hid from thee when I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lower parts of the earth. Remember the passing of time. He's focusing in on the day of his birth. But it's also a reference to the day of life. At this moment, as he was offering prayer, he could say, I'm alive. I've got the gift of life with all its privileges, with all its opportunities. You see, this was a day of grace, a day of opportunity on the journey of life between the day of one's birth and the day of one's death. God gives a day of life. God in grace gives time and space to repent of sin and receive Christ fully and freely offered in the gospel. Do you know the greatest gift of all men and women, boys and girls, young people, is the gift of time? Don't waste that time. Don't squander it. See it as a time and an opportunity to repent of our sin and a time to receive Christ as Lord and Savior. What's more important than that? Is there anything? Many have time for pleasure, time for business, time for possessions, other things crowd into the life, even legitimate things. But nothing really matters in light of this going out into God's eternity and God giving us a birthday and a death day and in between is the day of life when we have opportunity and grace to receive Christ as he's offered to us in the gospel. Remember the passing of time is also a reference to the day of death. Hebrews 9.27 says, And as is appointed unto men once to die and after this the judgment. Job said in Job 14 verse 1, The man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble as the sparks fly upward. You see, one day we will die. And one day we'll meet God face to face. Because God, remember, has set the bound of our habitation. Our times and days are with him and before him. For in him we move and live in a being. He's the God in whose hand our breath is. And you see, 
If it's a reference to the passing of time, the day of birth, the day of life, and the day of death, then remember, after death, we'll meet God in the judgment. And the question will be for us, have we repented of our personal sin and received Christ as Lord and Savior? But it's also a reference in the passing of time to something else. It's a reference to the day of service. You see, Ethan wasn't dead yet. Glory to God, he still had a life to live. What sort of life? A life of loving obedience and service. And I say to you tonight, if you're born again and genuinely saved, and you're found in Christ, and you're in him, and Christ lives in you, the hope of glory. See, God has given you time and space so that you can serve him. Why are you not dead yet and in heaven? Because God has a plan and purpose for keeping you alive. God wants you and me to redeem the time. And despite the dark times in which we live and the difficult days, days of deep apostasy, a turning away from the Lord, the Lord wants us to be wise. And the Lord wants us to earnestly contend for the faith once delivered unto the saints. He wants you to stand for truth and righteousness, young man, young woman. He wants you... As Ridley said to Latimer at the stake, play the man. And that's a quotation from the Bible. In other words, he doesn't want you to trifle with sin. He doesn't want you to play with the world's toys. He doesn't want you to compromise with iniquity. He doesn't want you to bow the knee to the enemy. He doesn't want you to quit the Christian life and throw in the towel. And I would call in all the young men tonight... I would call in all the young women of the church. Now listen to me carefully. If you're saved, and if you're born again of the Holy Spirit, you tonight are not only a child of God, you're a servant of Jesus Christ. And God has given you the passing of time. And he remembers that, the day of your birth, the day of your life, the day of your death, the day of your service. And you're going to face hardship. You're going to face reproach and hatred. You might even face physical persecution. But your mindset should be like, Ethan, remember how short my time is. Your mindset should be like the psalmist. My times are in his hand. Are you in Christ tonight? Then you're his by creation. You're his by conversion. You've been born of the Spirit. You're his by conviction, by consecration. You're his by commission. In this quest to be announced, there was not only to remember the passing of time, but remember the possession of time. Notice the words in the text again. My time. You see, Ethan is thinking of time as a gift he possesses. He is focused on that. I believe he's fascinated by the subject of time. And you see, how many tonight don't really realize what a wonderful and precious gift time is? Now suppose I'm a bank manager and I call you into the bank and I tell you that I'm going to give you £86,400 every 24 hours. And I'm giving you this as a gift. 
and you're free to spend it as you wish. But I add this caveat. You have only one 24-hour period to spend it all. How would you spend it? Think of the bank of time. Is there not 86,400 seconds in every 24 hours? And once the second is gone, it can never come back. Once the minute is gone, the 60 seconds are over. Isn't it interesting that the files the of the air know their times and seasons? And yet smart intellectual individuals who have great uh, wisdom, who are wonderfully privileged, they waste their time, they waste their life, they waste their talents and their treasures. And I want to say tonight, if you're a true child of God, born again of the Holy Spirit, remember by the grace and help of God, you can do something great for God. And here's a question. What are you doing with your life before God? What are you doing with your time? Sitting watching the television? Reading the magazines? You've got the phone in the hand? I, 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 I trust that you're using it to learn about the Lord. You're losing it to, using it to learn about his will for your life, his ways, and the way of holiness. I remember meeting a man on the journey many years ago, a man by the name of the late Wesley Adams, who lived in the Creevy Road. His house was called Ockham Tired. And I remember the late Dr. Paisley doing his funeral service, and I loved Wesley Adams in the Lord. Do you know what the late Dr. Paisley said about him? He said this. He was a man who said no to sin. He said he was a man of one book. He said he was a man who was fruitful in life. And he was a man unlike the ungodly. He was a man that was true wheat and not chaff. A man who would never stand in the judgment and be condemned by God. Because he was a man who was ranked among the godly on the earth. That's the type of man God wants us to be. That, that's the type of man God wants me to be and the type of man God wants you to be. Don't let the devil rob you, young people, of the possession of time. Make it very personal. Suppose you had to give an account to the bank manager every day to how you spent the 86,400 and he brought you in and was examining you. Well, how did you spend the money I gave you yesterday? Well, you think of giving account to God for the precious gift of time. Ethan said, remember how short my time is. Lord, you have gifted this to me every second. Have I got time for prayer? Time for the prayer meeting? If you truly love the Lord, you're going to make a point. I'm going to be there. Have you got time for the book? Do you read and study the Holy Scriptures? There's loads of help available. Do you know you could listen to the reading of the Holy Scriptures online if you have difficulty pronouncing the words? Have you, have you time for the work of God? Have you time for the Sabbath services? Have you time to witness in the Lord's name? Have you time to meet with God's people? Not only remember the passing of time and the preciousness of time, but remember the preciousness of time. If you think of the word here, remember how short my time is. You see, the reality is, young people, life is brief. 
There is such a thing as the brevity of life. Job said, Job 14 verse 1, man that is born of woman is a few days and full of trouble as the sparks fly upward. And he likened life to a flower. And he tells us there in Job 14 and in the uh, verse uh, 2, he gave us this particular truth. Listen to the word of God. He cometh forth like a flower and it is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. You see, even if you lived for a long time, suppose you lived to the age of Methuselah, well over 900 years, or you lived to the time of old Jacob, 130 years, many of us will not see it. But if we did, we would still have to confess our days are few, and our days are full of trouble, and our days are evil. Here's Job's assessment. In Job 7 and verses 6 and 7, he said this, My days are swifter than a weaver's shovel and are spent without hope. Oh, remember that my life is wind. Mine eye shall no more see good. Have you ever seen a weaver's shuttle? The Bible says, James 4 and 4, that your life is like a vapor. You go out in a cold morning, go for a walk, you go for a run, you, you, you take a breath. And you can see your breath, but all of a sudden it's gone. That's life, the brevity of life. But not only the brevity of life, but the uncertainty of life. Ethan was filled with this thought, how long do I have? He didn't know. Another day, another week, another month. He wasn't sure. You see, only the Lord knows. But the reality is, we're not going to be here forever. Maybe tonight you're listening to me and you're not a true believer. I say to you again in Jesus' name, don't procrastinate. Don't put off the day of your salvation. Boast not thyself of tomorrow, for no man knoweth what a day may bring forth. Maybe you're saying to me, but I intend to be saved. I want to be saved. And you've said that in your heart and mind. One day I'll be saved, but not yet. You may say that the family and friends, I would love to be saved, but you're now not saved. And I'm saying to you, the time is right now. If the Lord is speaking to you, he's calling upon you to repent and receive Christ. But if you are saved, are you serious for the Lord? Maybe you intend to be serious for the Lord. Maybe you intend to live a life of prayer, intend to come to the prayer meeting, intend to study the scriptures more, intend to strive to live a holy life, intend to serve the Lord. But all your intentions, good intentions as they are. As someone said, Alexander White, the road to hell was paved with good intentions. You haven't yet started. And even though you intend to be serious, you haven't yet got to the point where you're deliberately serious by way of discipline and decision. And I say to you as a young person, as a man or woman, you need to repent of that attitude. You need to get right with the Lord. You need to start now. Remember the preciousness of time. There's the quest that he announced. Remember the passing of time. Remember the possession of time. Remember the preciousness of time. And one final thing this evening, a third thing I see in this text, and it's this. A quality that is assured. Not only the question addressed and the quest that was announced, but a quality that is assured. Look at the first word in verse 47. Remember. 
He's addressing the Lord. He's asking the Lord to recall to mind. You see, the Lord knows. The Lord's like the banker. If the banker gives you 86,400 pounds, he can count. And the Lord, like the banker, it's his time. He's given it to you as a gift, and you're accountable to him. Your life depends on him, and he's able to recall every second to mind. Now, we need to think in this. Ethan, Ethan, I believe, was filled with a sense of urgency. He's saying to the Lord in a dark day of apostasy, Lord, if you're ever going to come in power and blessing, if we're ever going to see the presence and power of God again in the land, Lord, it must be soon. Time is of the essence. Lord, I need to see it here and now. Why? Because I'll have no opportunity to see it beyond the grave. Beyond the grave, I'll not praise thee again, except in heaven. Lord, if I'm in the grave, I can no longer preach in your name. Lord, if anything is going to be done, it has to be done in this life. I can't take a stand after a die. I can't do a work after a die. Lord, now is the time to do it. See, he's filled with a sense of urgency. He's asking the Lord to remember, recall, think on this, Lord. He not only has a sense of urgency, but he's a sense of responsibility. See, I believe that Ethan, being the spiritually minded man that he is, a man who's risen up before the Lord, he is calling before the Lord for a life of total, 100% commitment to the things of God. He not only feels urgency, but he feels that responsibility. His heart and life was like on fire. He was filled with great fervency of responsibility. Let me ask tonight, what about you? What about me? Is there not a solemn truth that we need to grasp? And the solemn truth is this. If we're going to see God work, then we have got to present ourselves before the Lord. We've got to come like Isaiah and say, Here am I, Lord. Send me. We've got to say, Lord, I'm willing for you to use me. I thank God we have some young people who are involved in the work of God, and we thank God for them. And we know and believe that they genuinely love the Lord in truth. But I fear we have many others who are just playing games with God and pretending to be Christians. And if we ask the question, who am I? Do they really know that they're creatures made in the image of God? Do they really know that they're real, true, genuine Christians born of the Spirit who, who hate sin and have a love for truth and righteousness? A love for the Lord and his word and his day and everything that's godly and true. Young people, do you realize you're a combatant in the war? There's a spiritual battle. And you need to have this urgency. You need to have this responsibility. You need to have this fervency of heart and mind to get before the Lord and present yourself and say, here am I, Lord, cleanse me. Lord, fill me with your Holy Spirit. Lord, if you want to use me, you can. I surrender all. All to Jesus, I surrender. I surrender all. That's what Ethan was doing in prayer. 
And that's the quality that's assured. That's what the Lord will recall to mind. Remember how short my time is. Remember my days are few, Lord. And I want you to work now. And I want you to use me if you can. And you want to for your glory. I say to you this remembrance evening. Think of this prayer. Remember how short my time is. You think of that question that's addressed to the Lord. Who said it and why? I want to see you work, Lord, before I die. And you remember that quest that is announced. Remember the passing of time. The day of my birth. The day of my life. The day of my death. The day of my service. Remember the possession of time that you have gifted to me. Help me to redeem the time because the days are evil. Remember the preciousness of time because life is brief and life is uncertain. And and it's only in Christ will I know the blessing of God. Here's the quality that is assured. Like the banker with the pound, the Lord will recall every second to mind. And you and I were accountable to him. And you know what I said? Lord, have mercy in my soul. And I trust the Lord will do the same for you. God bless you. Thank you for listening.